0: our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognar the Young, the Young Gragnar, kicking it to you live on another episode of the Beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign with the adventure, the Herald, and the quest, the past. Uh, in the last few episodes, our party have made their way Uh, to the far frozen reaches of Fearmore in search of a certain Ichi Lich, hoping to find some sort of information or some sort of solution to that issue that they have called the uh, Herald of Steel. Um, A lot of complicated issues going on in um, Gallad Bay, but essentially our party have somehow found their way into the heart of a frost giant enclave, the uh, lair of Tragaloha, a frost giant queen of sorts, uh, the party are hoping that by destroying her, uh, bringing some peace back to this land, that Lord Amthar of Galad Bay will help them on their quest to find the dreaded Icon of Despair. Uh, haven't heard a lot of good things about this place, but uh, within the frost giant lair here, uh, our party have done a pretty good job of uh, beating up their dogs. Uh, was that the, that the last thing you guys did? Uh, animal cruelty was on the menu? Is that, is that what I recall? I don't it, think it counts as animal it, cruelty. It's either it it
3: be in. If the animal's bigger than you it's on animal cruelty, it's self-defense
0: and most animals it, are bigger than Clico, so she's good. Oh my god. You know, I don't even want to touch that, not with a not with the 10-foot pole. Um ugh, that didn't even feel good saying out loud. Um so anyway, <laughs> uh we we ended last time having entered the uh, the foyer of this place beaten back some winter wolves. Uh, only to find out that a bunch of ogres have apparently noticed uh, our party's presence. The party now, still in the same initiative order, uh, have prepared a nasty surprise for the ogres when the doors fling open, and we ended last time with the doors uh, flinging open. So because our initiative order, which I'm going to read off just so everybody has an idea, um, Norhill is first, followed by the ogres, followed by Anton, followed by Klika and Jarzak holding up the rear. Um, because it was a prepared action with that fireball, uh, we're just going to have it go off first and foremost before sliding right back into North Hill in the front. Uh, as far as the location that we're in right now, uh, we're in between two different chambers. The chamber that the party are within is again, the stonework, um, foyer here. Uh, there's a big set of double doors. This place being sized for frost giants. The doors are humongous, 20 to 25 feet tall at the tallest. Um, but, uh, yeah. So the chamber that they're in is about 35 feet long, about 20 feet wide, uh, leading into the other chamber, which it's hard to see what's going on in the other room since the ogres are kind of squeezing through the door to figure out who's uh, defending themselves from their watchdogs. Um, So yeah, so what's the dexterity saving throw I gotta do for these ogres as we leap right into the Um, uh, flaming array?
4: We have to do a 16.
0: You say we. They. What were they well, Luckily, ogres are known for being very dexterous, so I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, naturally. Not a single one passes on it, so go ahead and roll that full damage fireball.
5: Yay.
0: Please don't sound so excited, Ronnie.
5: 32.
0: You say 32? See. Jesus. So with that, that, that the entire... Three. All right. So that the entire lineup of them, after this uh, fireball goes off, the conflagration is enough to send them all like reeling in pain and in terror, patting off each other's burning clothing and whatnot. The smell of like musky bo in hides burning is almost enough to make you guys wretch in sickness, but the entire group of them seem to be uh, at this point uh, so angry about it that they're willing to press on. It seems that they apparently have some level of courage to them uh, in this doorway, figuring that even if they don't pass, there's an even worse fate than what you could give them if they were to leave. So, uh, top of the line of initiative, Norhill's first to go. So Norhill is about 30 feet from the closest pair in the doorway.
2: Uh, Let's see. According to one little measuring tool here, Norhill has just enough room to use a normal movement uh, to get up to within reach of the front two ogres. Uh, And he's going to try to use the giant slayer on loan from Jarzak to chop them down like trees. (laughs) As one does. So Norhill's going to start with the ogre that's directly in front of him. Uh, That's going to be a 19 to hit.
0: That is good. Again, these guys don't seem to be wearing much armor at all, and it seems like their uh, large bulky blubberiness was meant to uh, help absorb much of the blows they'd uh, be uh, retrieving here.
2: Uh, Well, let's see how he deals with 23 points of uh, slashing damage from the axe
0: okay so after getting slashed by this axe you managed to rend his gut and he grabs at his chest to hold the skin together shrieking in agony <laughs> and as he does um i'm pretty sure he has to make a saving throw because of the giant slayer axe right
2: uh, yep he has to make a dc six, uh, 15 strength saving throw or
0: fall prone. okay all right so he most certainly did not Um, So at this point, he falls prone. Uh, After scooping at his guts and everything, he falls over in the sickening pain. Uh, So
2: now Norho gets advantage on his second attack against this guy, right?
0: I believe so. Unfortunately for the ogre.
2: 25 to
0: hit? You say 25? 25. Goddamn. Yeah, I think you hit him.
2: It hits the guy next to him too, right?
0: Why would it hit the guy next to him?
2: Uh, because I'm going to spend a superiority die to turn it into a sweeping attack.
1: We'll see, that, that'll that do it. Right. So okay.
2: The ogre that's prone is going to take 16
0: points of slashing damage. He is very dead.
2: Uh, and the ogre right next to him is going to take 3 points of slashing
0: damage. He is much less dead. Some would even say, not dead at all. Okay. (laughs) Is that it for your turn? Yes, it is. So the three remaining ogres um, in this chamber here, after seeing their friend get chopped to bits on the entryway, uh, seem a little bit more astonished by your ability to do this than anything, as well as, you know, it resolves to a a state of anger as most ogres that are confused often do. Um, So one of the ogres in the back just picks up a rack of weapons that appear to be here in the entryway (laughs) and just hurls it at you like an improvisational (laughs) weapon. Uh, what's your armor class? 18. I love big dumb strong guys. Yeah, so he definitely hits with that. Um, and so for the damage, let's see what we got here. Because he hurls that as the other ones kind of march in to take his place. Um, So as the rack of weapons come flying towards you, you take nine points of damage as they clatter all about you and smack you in the head. And the other two come marching up to start smacking you as well. Still burned, still singed, uh, not looking like they're doing well. Um, with the smoke in their eyes and the pain that they've endured, both of them miss as they swing wildly, at, attempting to knock you down. And that's it for their turn.
2: It's almost like I've become
0: exceptionally stable. Um. Now it goes to Anton.
4: Uh, Anthony's gonna try to hit all
5: three, each one each with Scorching Ray. Okay. One second. And then let me see. What do I have to do? Um, oh, I have to roll it first. Sorry. I always get these confused. I guess some of these have to be rolled. Uh, the first one's a 26. That's a hit. The second one's a 19. Okay.
4: And the last one is a 21. Perfect. Okay, I'll do the first damage. Okay. Eight. Okay. Second damage is 11. There you go. And the third is six.
0: Okay. So each one of them gets scorched uh, by, what are you holding up, the lantern to do this? Yeah. Nice. So as each one of them gets burned by the reflection of the light into the lantern and into the room, they start to slap at the burns that they're getting now from this uh, radiant damage. Uh, Or, I guess it's not radiant damage. Yeah. No. Either way, they're burned and they're not happy about it. Crispy ogres. Were you going to do anything else this turn?
4: I'm just curious, oh. how's how's um Norhel looking?
2: Norhel looks fine. Uh, he didn't take as much damage uh, from that rack of weapons as it looked like.
4: Uh, and just checking for the rest of the group. Everyone else is. Is anyone feeling not so, not so great?
3: Oh. Klika's pretty healthy. Yep, Charax. Okay.
4: Okay, I think it's just me. Oh wait. Yeah.
3: Okay, so now it goes to Klika. Great. Also, did, did you say earlier that they were putting each other out when they were on fire? When the fireball first hit? Like they were patting each yeah. other down? That's adorable. Little, I feel so bad. I think these guys one, might be
6: bros.
0: There's a lot of stooge level, like slapping each other out and also <laughs> oh smacking God. each other in the face. <laughs> what these magnificent
6: creatures. Why? Why do we have to do this to them? <laughs>
3: Uh, okay, Uh, Clico will pull out Flicker, she's going to attack the one that got cleaved a little bit, uh, and spend a sorcery point to twin spell Booming Blade. So she's going to end up attacking both of them in front of her. Okay. So that's a 26 and a 17 to hit. Both good. All right, let me roll damages here. 16 damage to the first one. Yeah, that one dies. All right, and and 17 damage to the second
0: one. So that kills the other one, too. So both the ones in the front drop dead. The one in the back looks mortified at this point. All the morale that he had had uh, resolves, and he prepares to run for it, Uh, looking at either the doorway to his right, you guys' left, or looking down a large, like a massive stairwell that goes down to your right and his left.
3: I will, I guess, move into base contact with him before I end my okay. turn. Works for
0: me. Okay. And then, uh, if that's the end of your turn. I can't uh,
3: now... tell, I can't interrupt you to use Sherry the Small because both the things I attacked died. So, yeah, it's the end of my turn. I'm glad you still found a way to interrupt <laughs> me with it though. You're uh, welcome. Now it goes to
5: Jarzek at the end of the round. Uh,
1: Jarzek at first reaches for Domero's luck and he's like, nah, better make this clean. Pulls out his long sword and is going okay. to use his like bonus action teleport to teleport up to base contact and splash at him.
5: Uh, twenty four to hit. That's good. Uh, nineteen damage.
0: Damn! So that kills him as well. So, wow, shit! So with that, the party upon the She's door right. opening up, it took what a whole round. That's it to clean out that room after the fireball. So that bonus yeah. fireball helped. <laughs> yeah, good work, good work, Anton.
2: Yeah.
0: So welcome. Yes. So that the the fourth ogre drops to the ground with a clean cut from the sword, uh, leaving Jarzak, Klikha, and Norhill at the entrance to this room, which uh upon looking in here, um, it would seem that this room is sort of like a uh I don't say like a guard outpost, but something like that, where there's just racks of weapons and some larger weapons that could potentially be used as like siege weaponry. Like you can see like the components to maybe making like a trebuchet and then some parts to making a ballista. But looking at the quality of this stuff, it looks makeshift at best. Um, but apart from that, most of the weapons in here seem to be sized for a giant, if not a frost giant. So probably the only weapons you guys could really make use of would be like a short sword for a frost giant, sized to be about a great sword-sized weapon for you guys. Um, And apart from that, some daggers that appear to be long sword-sized. But yeah. Um, Beyond that, there is a stairwell, like I said before, that travels um, down a long corridor. Let's make sure I don't delete the entirety of the shadow on the mat, nice. Uh, And the stairwell arcs down quite a ways. Um, The inside of this place is lit by torch um, on the walls. Um, So you can tell for the most part what it looks like down at the bottom as it comes to something of a small landing um, before opening into a larger chamber. Uh, Unfortunately, because of the way that the angle of the ceiling is on the stairwell, you cannot see down to the bottom. Uh, apart from that, there is one section of double doors in this room. So, what would you guys like to do?
2: I say we go through the doors, clear this floor before descending deeper.
4: I that's fine with that. He drinks a potion really quick to get a little bit, a little bit back to normal. Mm.
0: Which potion was that?
4: Just the potion of healing.
0: I have a couple on hand. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we haven't really drank potions like ever in this campaign. So. I'm trying to be. More I mean, the last time we drank stones. potions,
2: we all turned into elves. It was a horrible experience for all involved.
4: I'm, tr- I'm trying to be a little more careful with my spell usage. So I'm thinking I should buy more potions of healing in the future.
0: Probably well, a good idea. Yeah. Um. Okay. So before you are the massive double doors that arc up about twenty to twenty five feet tall.
5: Cleek, let's doorhill open the door.
2: Yeah, Norhill's just gonna go ahead and open the door.
0: Okay, so Norhill jumps up to reach for the door knocker to be able to open it. <laughs> and as he pulls the door open, uh in front of him is what appears to be something of like a barracks. Uh the beds in here are gigantic. And it almost looks like some of these beds were actually just pieces of furniture that have been sort of makeshift, like pushed together with like makeshift mattresses and furs placed upon them. Um, But these beds definitely look like they have seen quite a many large people on top of them uh, as they all seem to be broken and in disrepair. Uh, Many of uh, these beds have in front of them little foot lockers and the foot lockers uh, seem to mostly be shut a couple of them seem to be popped open but judging by what's hanging out of the ones that are popped open it doesn't seem like these are used for much more than just holding clothing
4: how many beds are there
0: the overwhelming stench of bo in this room is like it, it thickens the air that
4: sucks but, but how many beds are we living in
0: um, there's six inside this room which leads you to believe that just because you saw the four already uh, ogres, it's probably the case that in a place like this, they sleep in shifts. So it wouldn't surprise you to believe that maybe they shared beds or there are other beds somewhere else in this facility.
2: Okay. Hmm. Uh, is just going to go peek in each one of the footlockers real quick and just make sure there's nothing of use in them.
3: How long so, would it take Clika to get
0: this whole place cleaned up, top to bottom? Deep clean? Um, <laughs> well, I imagine it would probably be a cast of of mending for every ten square feet. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking it would probably take you uh, about an hour of just casting the spell non-stop and just like speed running, cleaning it. Gonna... Um. But looking through each of the footlockers is going to take you about an hour to rummage through all of them. Would you still like to do that?
2: Oh yeah. Okay, never mind. If it would t- take an hour to do it.
5: Not Not alone. it
0: alone. If everybody would like to hurry through it, we could go quickly and try to see what we could find in like five to ten minutes.
2: Yeah, I mean Norhill just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything dangerous that they might try to use against
1: us super quick.
0: Okay. So popping open a couple of them in a matter of a minute. You don't seem to find anything of like major use, though in the third one in the line of of, uh, chess here, you do find that there is something of a coin purse sitting on top and in giant runes, there seems to be something carved on the bag.
4: Ooh, well, read it.
0: Yeah, I I was going to say, does anybody read giant again?
4: Anton takes a good look at it.
0: It says Gaglin's stuff don't touch.
4: <laughs> it looks like this belonged to a gaglin. I don't think we'd be wise for us to steal his belongings, even if and it kind of looks back toward the other room of the corpses and he says, even if they may no longer be
2: in need of it. Normal's gonna think it's like a sour
4: look on his face okay. and just puts it back in the box. Oh
2: uh, okay, never mind.
4: Well, he doesn't see anything. He's just like that. That's not a good idea. And walks out there. I
3: think it's just maybe gonna, it's gonna start chanting uh, "Spoils of War" very quietly behind Norhill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll come back here
0: uh, once oh. everything's said and done. This is the ground Okay. So, as you guys are in here sort of sniffing around this stuff and looking over and seeing the uh, other set of double doors on the other side of this horseshoe-shaped room, um, did everybody enter this chamber to begin with? I'm assuming so. I didn't imagine anybody was hanging out on the outside of the room.
3: Yeah, I mean, Kleeke was going to make sure that Norhill got cleaned up after he went through their stuff.
0: So, she's at least Kleeke is in there. Okay. So... As you guys are thumbing through the things, uh, at the very last moment, you guys can hear the doors close behind you. And standing in this room as well are another pair of giants, though these giants don't seem to be the same size as the ones you were just fighting. They seem to be a bit smaller, Um, still large, but like, you know not as fully sized as you know the ogres you were looking at before, but they look to you guys with like sort of a curious look and a look of like ugly like just ugly disdain seeing what you had done out there. Um anybody well actually you guys had um seen these guys on the uh the cloud giants fort there. Um these appear to be verbeegs These are like smaller hill gianty kind of idiot giants that are like I don't say like half the size of a hill giant, but they look like diet giants. Um But these guys uh, are definitely not known for being particularly smart, but upon seeing these guys enter the room, both of them are wielding spears and have shields, and seeing you guys and the pile of corpses outside the door, they immediately lower their weapons towards the party. What would you like to do?
3: Clico raises her weapon towards them.
5: Okay. Nobody wants to do
0: anything before we roll initiative.
5: Well,
4: <laughs> I don't know if fanton has anything worth saying. He just killed their <laughs> friends. <laughs> so uh, I think he's no, going to no. wait to see if they say anything. But
2: Norhill will spin around yeah. and get ready to face them.
1: Jarzak's going to walk shoot. to the third chest and grab the coin pouch. <laughs>
2: just <laughs> right in front of him. Them
0: yeah it's like oh he's gonna be so mad <laughs> it says, <"Don't> <laughs> all right so for the initiative i got oh a 20 20
3: cool guys uh no 23 from clica no jesus Why?
0: h christ All
5: right, and I think 10 got
0: ten. Nice. Anybody to beat a ten? Eleven. Nice. Okay. What about Jarzak?
6: Four. Really coming into it this time. You were last. You one? To say.
0: got I... cut off grabbing that coin purse. Um. Okay. So, with that, Klika starts the round. Uh, overall, the room's a shape for everybody listening. Uh, overall, the room itself is about 55, 60 feet wide. Um, the horseshoe shape, like I described before, has two sections that dip to the south, each one like a 20-foot cube. So it's like one rectangle with two 20-foot cubes on either side of it, um, pointing down. Each of these pointing down ends in a set of double doors. The Verbeegs are on the left side, and the party are sort of smushed into the, uh, the tall and widest point of the, uh, horseshoe. Um, so again, we begin with Klika, who appears to be about 20, 25, 30 feet away from the, uh, the first of the Verbeeg.
3: Perfect. Gonna use another sorcery point and do double booming blade again. So I'll be making two attack rolls and then roll damage after. All right. So a 26 and a 29 to hit. Uh, They both hit.
0: I will say these guys definitely seem to be more armored than the ogres were, uh, but definitely not to suggest that they are well armored. So eighteen
3: damage to one. Ooh, and twenty-two damage to the other. Dang. Yeah, flicker's a nice little weapon. Yeah. You know?
0: When you're too scared from the first quest,
3: never get rid of it too scared to use magic because it might make the lich more powerful or something unknown (laughs) Um, it's unknown so uh, I guess uh, I don't think I have any movement left which is too bad because I would have loved to have been able to take a step back
0: Probably would have benefited you, um, but unfortunately the Verbeegs now, in the second uh, the second part here of the initiative order, um, start stabbing in on you wildly, not understanding what the heck just happened with their booming blade and the shadow <laughs> blade and all that other stuff. So with their spears that they seem to be very well trained with, surprisingly, um, they levy four attacks on you. Um, what is your armor class? Twenty-one sweet okay two attacks hit and now are we gonna do the usual thing where you say no they don't because spell xyz goes off no i'm not trying to use as few non-cantrips as possible i mean i will say that when the spells you use go off it's not as if like i don't know I don't want it to seem like you can't cast spells. It just seems like every once in a while something latently taps into it. Whether or not that's like superpowering a machine, this wizard that you talked to before, lives here. Like, every day of his life it gets tapped into. I think your your uh, reprehensive moral work of just being here casting spells is drops in the bucket of that guy having a business here as a wizard.
6: Like, I think you're okay to
0: cast spells. All right, yeah, I will use shield done. Well, I mean, not now. I, you know, <laughs> the, it's tapping magic right the second time. So no, no, that, right that's now. what tipped the glass over those yeah, off. It was that
3: one <laughs> last shield <No>. from Kleeka. <laughs> the
0: lich appears
3: out of a port. Um, uh, okay. Oh, no, he's shoot? not going
2: to turn the giants into skeletons, is he?
3: Yeah, so now I have 26 AC. You know.
0: Okay, well, fuck me then. So as you cast it, ping, ping, the two spears that would have hit you glance off without hitting you at all. I actually rolled really well on that damage. You're probably pretty well off not having taken it. Um, Okay, well, with that in mind, the two of them seeing your uh, magical spells uh, able to block them like that, um, they double down on their efforts. Again, this is what happens with big, dumb meat pile opponents. Like, these guys aren't like shit, we gotta get out of here. They're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it goes now to, uh, Norhill.
2: Okay. Uh, Norhill is, uh, going to Bello for glory, I march uh, to activate the boots of the Long Glorious March, so he can reach the creatures in a single 50-foot
0: movement. God damn.
2: Um... Oh. And start taking swings at them. Uh, Are they giants? Yes. Okay. Sweet. Uh, So he's going to hit the one uh, that's to the left first. Uh, Normal crits uh, on the one to the left. So all dice double on a crit. So that includes uh, the extra dice for hitting giants.
0: I'm sure he won't die. Sucks to be that guy. Yeah, right. You know, I don't think that this very big <laughs> head on his itinerary for the like a fifty-foot single-striding dwarf who crits him in the chest with a weapon designed to kill his species—I mean, he probably but, just you know,
3: wasn't expecting to get his shit slapped by two uh, that's very little people. Points
2: of slashing damage, and how uh, many? DC, uh, Thirty-three, and a okay. DC fifteen strength saving throw.
0: Okay. Jesus, I crit on my saving throw. Okay, uh, so he doesn't fall prone.
2: All right. You got a second attack? Uh, Yes, I do. Uh, The second one is going to be a 27 to hit. That's good.
5: And...
2: Uh, that's another twenty points of slashing damage.
0: God damn! So he is thoroughly wounded after getting chopped, chopped by that weapon. Um, okay. Uh, next in initiative order is Anton.
4: Um, I'm just gonna step close enough to cast Sacred Flame, but I have a question. Because okay. now I have the kid tap into like cold and ice. How do, exactly does that work? And does that work with any of my fire spells, or only specific ones?
0: Well, because Sacred Flame does radiant damage, that one wouldn't work, but anything that explicitly deals okay. fire, you'd be able to change it over.
4: And that wouldn't change so, like damage or anything? That's just a type?
0: Yeah, just the type.
4: Okay. I'll cast Sacred Flame on the one in front of Kleeca.
0: Okay. The one in front and of Noel looks like it's going to for- die if if that changes your mind about anything, the one in front of Norhill does look like it could die in one hit.
4: Oh, uh, Sure, it has to be to dex of a 16.
0: I got a 9.
4: Okay, that's taken 16 points of damage.
0: You say 16 points of damage? See. Jesus. Okay, yeah, no, that guy is very dead. So how did that look?
4: Uh, Well, it is a flame-like. Radiance descends on the creature. So, so okay, he so lives, Anton entrance. lifts the flame up. He lifts the flame up and he calls to the illuminator to cleanse this cold and terrible place of these terrible beings.
0: The <laughs> oh. very being's like, I'm actually of neutral alignment and just gets doused. He's like, no. <laughs> so, He's oh, like, I could have morally that's
4: been so, saved. <laughs> that feels so evil. I don't like it.
0: Okay, so there's one very big left, and it stands before Klika and Norhill. Um, if that's the end of your turn, Antid, we can go to Jarzak.
4: You have to triple check on something. Uh,
0: oh boy. We went all the yeah, way to triple that's the check. End. <laughs> yeah alright Jarze. I'm
1: gonna use my bonus action move plus my move to get on the other side of him and I'm uh, attacking with Domro's luck
0: oh Jesus of course you know when you summon a lighthouse into this place and destroy everything I want it to be known that it didn't have to be that way
1: it <laughs> definitely did 15 to hit
0: that's uh, good enough Yep. and you did that with advantage
1: 12 damage yeah
0: okay
1: 15 to hit that's good what are these rolls man i think i got a three and a four on my rolls both times (laughs) nine damage dang
0: okay so this one also seems to be on the verge of bloodied. Uh, he looks very heartily wounded from getting smack-smacked by Dillmore's lock in the back of the head. Um, we go to the top of the round with Klika in the front. If that's the end of your turn. Yep, that's it.
6: Okay. Alright, Kleeks, what would you get?
3: All right, crit on one of my attacks, so we'll just resolve that one first. But I attack feeling I'm dead. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I have
0: a feeling I'm dead. But you know. she's usually when Klika gets crits, it's like 65 points of damage. <laughs> okay, now I need to add up all these numbers. The song My Way starts playing in the background a your big head. <laughs> As everything goes slow motion and quiet. It's 25 damage. His his brother just falls to the ground, (laughs) dead and bleeding. Jarzak teleports behind him and starts smacking him in the back of the head. Things start going distant, the (laughs) ringings in his ears. He's like, I've played my (laughs) played." (laughs) He's not dead, so. That's good. Let me
3: do my other one.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah. that would have been like a waste of a and spell if uh, she can get both attacks off properly.
3: Yeah. So what you got? I'm adding now uh,
0: 20 damage. Damn, okay. So he dies too, and he did it my way. <laughs> oh, okay. So with that, he drops dead too. Uh, our wonderful uh, infiltrating force is able to wipe rooms of giants in seamless <laughs> matters of seconds. So with the smelling pile of ogres and verbeeg, um, yeah, the party are starting to wonder if maybe they've been noticed.
2: Uh, are there any latches on the double doors that the verbeeg came through?
0: Uh, no, but there's reinforcement that you could put a, the like a board over it. You just have to bust it off one of the beds.
2: Yeah, Norhill was going to like stick the spears uh, in anything like that to try to hold it back. Did those seem sturdy enough or?
0: Yeah, no, definitely.
2: Okay. Yeah, so Norhill's going to close the double doors and uh, shove the spears in the spot for the board.
3: Clico watches sure. Norhill try and do this with a door that's twice his size, or I guess Norhill,
2: four
6: times yeah. four times his size because Nor- normal Norhill, doors.
2: Dra- Norhill drags over one of the chests. So yes. <laughs> <get on it. laughs>
0: <laughs> just like chest passing the spear horizontally up at it yep. trying to get it to just like, fall in He's like... um, okay so after about two minutes of effort the door is latched shut um, you know you could have always just stood on the verbi to do it too but that'd be morbid so with that the party stand in the uh, stink wretched BO room with the other set of double doors um, still available to you
2: alright let's be onward from here They've definitely okay. noticed us, but that ought to slow them down.
0: Okay. Um. Alright, so what would you like to do now? Uh, Norhill's going to go over and open the other double doors. Okay. I like how the party's plan at this point is just like, just smiting these rooms, just like flinging into them. Like, there's no sense of like, we gotta check the door. It's like... Mm-hmm. I kicked the fucking door in.
6: What are we, <laughs> we going to learn about what's on the other side of the door that says, well, we can't open that one. <laughs> it's I like mean, you hear on the other side of the door several thousand wands of disintegration powering up. <laughs> like,
2: Yeah, I mean, there <laughs> could definitely be like a trap or something, but, you know, Nohill's not really a trap-finding kind of guy. I don't
6: know,
4: if he was hard.
6: Yeah, it's just so... It's good. never been ours, Except for Jarzak walking down... Or checking <laughs> stairs. Except for checking stairs. We are pretty, like... Laissez-faire about the whole
0: thing. So, the room that you guys uh, kick the door into... Um, this room must be something of, like, a dining hall. Um, it's a large rectangular room that has... uh sort of a a lower level to it, separated by uh, a stairwell that makes like an L shape as it bends down and around. Uh, It seems to drop off about 15 to 20 feet down below. Um, The room itself has a giant long table in it with one chair at the end of the longer part here that looks much larger than the rest and a little bit more ornate than the other ones. Uh, The table itself is adorned with um, big piles of meat um you guys almost lose your appetite as you notice that the majority of the meat is not cooked and instead is just raw like as if somebody may have just butchered an elk and just tossed it on the tabletop um to the uh the east side of the room is another set of double doors um judging by the fact that these double doors look a little bit more reinforced with um no handles on them it may be a kitchen door as they seem to be like swinging saddle doors Um, the lower half that I described before, uh, seems to lead to a second chamber, uh, down below, um, but at the, uh, drop-off, there's a couple of giant casks that seem like they may have been rolled in here, um, but they are massive. Um, beyond that, uh, that's kind of it for this room. It seems pretty well bereft. Uh, hearing the sound of chopping of a meat cleaver in the room to your left uh, leads you to believe somebody or some people may be inside the kitchen. What would you like How to do?
4: How can they not hear us?
2: Norhoff's mm-hmm. going to lower his voice a little bit. We should clear the kitchen.
0: Sounds good to click. Uh, click so Murder Force 4 decides to descend <laughs> upon the innocent cook. I mean, oh my God, if he's innocent, no. then
2: he won't
6: try to fight back.
0: <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. We don't really
4: give him a chance. Let's be honest here. We kind of just go in like we're gonna.
6: Like... It's, that's on you. None of us speak their language.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Norhill approaches the uh, the two swinging doors here and pushes it in a crack. Um, behind you can tell that the floor inside this chamber is definitely uh, of a different make than the other floors um it's uh or at least it's kind of reminiscent of the entryway where it's just like flagstone um this room it does have a large fireplace in it with a large chimney that arcs up to the ceiling um and there are a few different tables within that have various piles of chopped up meat um You can tell from the skins and hides in the corner of the room in a heap and the various bugs and vermin that are snacking upon it that this chef of sorts does not seem to care much for the cleanliness of it all. Um, But as the entire head of an elk is moved aside after the torso has been separated with a meat cleaver crunch, um, the ogre inside here that is cooking Look, I call it cooking. Butchering this meat uh, <laughs> turns its head and looks and sees you guys, and it has a look of startle on its face that resolves to a look of anger. Don't so, steal
4: the secret recipe.
0: Yeah, meat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the secret is that it has to still be moving when you serve it.
3: It's just eleven secret spices. All of the spices are spit.
0: so that the ogre as it looks to you angrily and holds up the meat cleaver which itself could be the head of just a giant axe that's been fitted to like have a handle on it like that uh it looks over to and barks in a very low uh draw the kind of like tone it just says like in giant who are you
4: And he's like he over here, she <laughs> kind of calls out in the corner. He's like, he's asking the name. <laughs> oh,
6: okay. Good. Are you gonna answer?
2: We are the ones who have already dispatched your front guard. You can try us too if you wish. And he's gonna ignore he's going to brandish the giant slayer in the same way that the ogre is brandishing
0: the cleaver. Okay. The uh Ogre looks um, a little bit astonished by your audacity with this. Um, where's Jarzak in all this? Because I know and Norhill are in the doorway. Anton's squeaking around the corner. But where's Jarzak in this? Taking a nap. Is
4: just just in one bed.
0: of the giant beds. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> he comfy. <did> grab... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so with that, uh, let's roll initiative real quick. All right, our ogre friend got a ten.
3: I think we got a sixteen. Nice. Anybody get between a, a sixteen 14. and a ten? Okay. Yep.
2: Norhill got
0: an eight. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, what about Jared? What did uh, Jarzak grab? I
1: got a
5: 15.
0: Okay. okay. So top of the round is Klika, who sees this ogre sort of menacingly holding the uh, the uh, meat cleaver. Hmm. I guess Klika will look
3: back at Ant and just... Well, we tried.
4: I don't think there was any trying, Klika. I don't think there was any trying since the first fireball. And he just kind of sadly shrugs. It's like...
6: Okay, damn.
4: (laughs) So continue.
6: Uh, All
3: right. Well, Klika will, uh, I guess, move forward... Three, four, five, six. Move up her movement speed and then take the dodge action.
0: Okay. Uh, And I will describe the uh, kitchen a little bit real quick just because the chamber itself is shaped almost like a a L-shape sort of. Uh, It's about 60 feet deep um, and at its widest, uh, it's a square. So it's about 40 feet on the side. Um, Kind of looks like a cleaver itself. You know. That's the uh that's the coincidence I'm here for. Um okay. Uh and if that's the end of your turn, uh Jarzak's next with fifteen.
1: Um do you all use my bonus action and my move to get up to contact or closer. Mm-hmm. And I'll dodge.
0: Okay. So the party come in here and everybody starts looking extra suspicious uh, with good reason. Um, but anyway, what's Anson doing? With good reasons, if we're lucky. Um, <laughs> Trick or treat, <laughs> motherfucker.
4: Anson's just gonna head towards the room. But he's going to kind of, he's just going to observe, like, how's the, how's the chef going to engage?
0: Roll in, uh, I'll let you roll an insight check. Sure. Since you're the only one who kind of explicitly stated that. Um,
4: Oh, I fumbled and
0: got a nine. Okay. So with that, um, very much so disgusted looking at the pile of meat on the table as you walk over and try to get your bearings, getting a good view of the entire area, hoping nothing comes to uh, catch you off guard. But almost to answer this, as Anton focuses back over on the ogre, the ogre has grabbed off of its uh, apron-like belt uh, a cowbell, a massive cowbell and starts shaking it at full speed and volume, and has the most shit-eating grin as it looks over at (laughs) Klika and Jarzak, Norhill and Anton, who have come into the kitchen. And it says in the most broken, common way, food's ready. And starts just rattling that thing. And in the distance, you guys can hear the sound of massive furniture kind of shifting around as if somewhere... And the far distance to the south, somebody is coming for Dindin. Din. And uh <laughs> looks like dinner a little bit early tonight. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it for its round, as it looks to you, all kinds of smugs still brandishing the uh, cleaver. Um, so, Norhill, you're next.
2: Uh, has it been a minute since the fight with the Verbees?
0: Unless it benefits me to say no.
2: I mean, it would potentially because the the boots only last for a minute at a time. And if I have the boots on, I can close the distance and get my attacks. If I don't, then I'm going to have to do something else.
0: Let's say you can use it for this
2: round. Okay. So Norhill runs up into base contact. Um, and uh, swings the axe with all of his might. Okay. Uh, that's only going to be a 14 to hit, though.
5: What is a hit? Uh, 19
2: points of slashing damage. Damn. Okay. Second attack is 19 to hit. Okay, that's good. For another 15 points of slashing damage.
5: Okay.
0: Okay, so this guy already seems to be bloodied as you've runched in and started slapping at him. the strength saving throw, I fumbled. So this ogre topples straight to the ground as he has that shit eaten looking on his the, the grin on his face. Um, and you rush in and start chopping at him, and he falls to the ground, slipping in the uh refuse and uh in carnage that's kind of all over the floor already, and he just falls to your feet with a splat and a thud that shakes much of the chamber. Is he still holding the cowbell? Uh yeah.
2: Can Noah use like a bonus action or something to kick it out of his hand?
0: Um, I'll let you do a strength check. Uh, 22. Okay. So yeah, you managed to out-strength it on this one and you basically kick it out of its hand and back behind the table where it couldn't reach it. Okay. Is that it for your turn? That will be it for my
2: turn. That was, in fact, an entire action economy.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so now it goes to uh, Klika at the top of the round. Okay. Did I miss here? Isn't it dead? Isn't it
3: dead? Or did it just nope. fall prone? It's just prone. Oh, okay. It's bloodied, but it's not dead. That's what I said. to. All right, gotcha. right Klika will just. Frontier justice, this bad boy. That's a 29 to hit. A lot of nineteens
0: tonight. Damn. You know? But we still have yet to see another use of Domero's luck. Like I'm I tell you, as much as I fear it, I'm kind of begging for it, you know. Extra
3: there maybe damage, force. uh, just fourteen damage with booming blade, and then Klika is gonna disengage and start moving back out towards the dining room. Okay. And that'll be the end of Klika's
0: turn. Okay. Um. Okay. So then now it goes to Jarzak.
5: Okay. Uh, this thing looks very
1: heavily wounded. Trysac sure will move up. It's still prone, so he has advantage. Here we go. Attacking with Domero's luck, twenty-five to hit.
0: Okay.
1: Nine damage. Okay, and is
0: dead. Dang Non-lethal. It.
1: All right, now go for it. And then he's gonna attack again with Domero's luck. <laughs> Not twenty. Nat there. Twenty.
0: Oh boy.
6: You wasted it. <laughs> no, I, the first it's not lethal,
3: and then I kill him.
2: No, no, this is so worth it. So so d- d- don't we have to roll on the thing now?
0: Yeah, we gotta do a D-10,000.
6: <laughs> I'm so glad I started Corn. walking away from him. <laughs> At least I'm not gonna be
0: ground zero, baby. Yeah. North Hill's just right next, just like, uh, why are you hitting it when it's down? Like, you'll see. <laughs> And he turns into a fish helicopter. (laughs) Yeah, so go ahead and use a random number generator and give me a 1 in 10,000. And may God have mercy on our souls before we disrupt the entire campaign. What?
1: So what did you get, Jared? Oh, 191. Okay. So... Jarzak uh,
0: knocks the ogre chef out. The chef falls to the ground, bonks its head, and is unconscious. Jarzak then says, hold on, I've got a great idea. Jarzak then swings in a second time to knock this thing's block off. And as he does and splinters the skull of the ogre to like a thousand visceral gory parts, Domero's luck falls to the floor and Norhill's face, his jaw drops as he looks at a snowman in the shape of Jarzak that sits there, motionless, made of snow. And uh, with that, um, yeah, Anton, uh, it's your turn.
2: Wait, hold on. Jarzak has disappeared and been replaced with a snowman. It looks just like him. (laughs) Keep him away away from
0: Keep him away from the fireplace (laughs) Wait a minute Wait a minute Jarzak's turning to frosty the snowman Is that
4: what's happening
0: here? Yeah but he's (laughs) not exactly A conscious moving snowman He's just a snowman (laughs) No Somewhere you can hear the sound Of Domero giggling as the fox jackal seems to do. Um, <laughs> but Anton, it's your turn, and you can hear uh, yeah, things I don't stirring. Think, stirring. I,
4: I don't know if Anton knows this is happening. In the meantime, he's wait, He's trying to figure out what direction the feet are coming in, and he's preparing the cast wall of fire. Oh, yeah, on 100% the in the
0: to. south. Yeah, 100% in the south. Well, um, the thing mean, is, like it's because coming, it's... Um, because it's so far away to the south, it's like very hard for you. It's like 200 feet from where you're standing all the way to the bottom section there. But the connector from where the casks of ale are, that second lower half, there's no door actually blocking it from the far chamber to the south there. So things are just going to start coming in here. There's no door or anything. So if you wanted to cast wall of fire or anything like that, um, yeah, you could do that. Should do it now. Uh, yeah, if you want to. What's the casting range on it?
4: Oh, One second. Doo, doo, doo. Shoot, I'm on the wrong page. One second. Is it bad when I think of Wall of Fire? I just think of that scene from Finding Nemo. Except it's the Ring of Fire. Uh, um,
1: ring if you literally.
4: want. It range, and it lasts up to a minute, so...
1: You said it's a
0: 30-foot range?
4: 120-foot range, but it only
0: oh, lasts oh, oh. a bit. Okay, so 120 feet would put it right at the bottleneck point in the uh the room with the ale casks, where it gets to like 20 feet wide before it enters the other chamber. So if you wanted to toss that in there, that would definitely do exactly what you're thinking to do.
4: Yeah, that's where i want to toss it. I just want to time it right. So I'll okay, move toward there, that so area. As
0: soon as you see them come in?
4: Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go to the top of the stairwell. If
0: oh, that makes sense. do you have the movement for that?
4: Oh, shit. I actually don't think I do. Um, I only have 30 feet, so. Let me bring up the whole thing.
0: No, I can only go, like, halfway. Okay. I mean, yeah, you got 120 foot range on casting it, so you'd be fine to to lob it from across the room.
4: Yeah, but there's like a stairway in the way, like I feel kind of blocking my view.
0: I mean, it's it's all open, the whole entire room.
4: Oh, this so isn't is a wall dividing us between the casks.
0: Yeah, there's no wall there; it just drops down.
4: Oh, that's that's a safety hazard. Okay.
0: I don't think that that's the top. These guys eat raw meat off of like living. Like I think, anyway, their HR department here in the Giants' hold is a very, very busy place.
3: Also, I I just don't think it's enough of a fall to hurt any of them.
4: It's enough of a fall to hurt me. (laughs) Anyway, Um, yeah, then I'll, I am and
0: prepared to cast it. Yeah. Okay. So um, you do that, um, and as soon as you uh, suggest this, um, as soon as you make it over to that spot and look down uh, over the way, uh, you can tell that indeed you made the right choice to try to block this place, as from the, uh, the far area over there, a group of giants start moseying in here, um, and much to their uh, delight, dismay, and confusion as they heard a dinner bell and instead see uh a human just kind of chilling there, <laughs> the lantern. <laughs> um, but uh four more of the Verbeegs and one frost giant seem to be leading the way up into this chamber. Um and as soon as you see them, you throw up the uh the wall of fire.
4: Yes, the wall of fire.
6: Okay. So as um, you cast the Wall of Fire yeah.
0: there. So as you cast the yeah. Wall of Fire, um, did you cast it in a way that it's going to hit the guy in the front as he's making his way through here? So you like catch him right as he's going through?
4: Yeah. And they have to okay. if, they, if they make a deck saving throw of a, a 16.
0: Okay. So our Frost Giant uh, got a 15 actually.
4: And then actually for any on the side that they're coming from, when I cast this, it deals um... That's the thing I can't say. If it's an additional 5D or it's just 5D to each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet of the their side of the wall. Creature takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time.
0: So are they taking the okay, damage so only, twice? Okay. No, only one of them would take the damage from walking into it. They
4: also take 10 feet away from it.
0: So they take the damage
2: when the wall appears, when they end their turn within 10 feet of one side of the wall, Yeah. and when they move through the wall. Okay. So standing next to the wall and moving through it are two separate instances of the damage if I am reading the spell correctly.
6: Okay.
0: Yeah, so essentially... The one that gets caught in it is the one that gets surprised by your prepared spell and they take the 5d8. All right, he took 18 damage. Okay. So, with that, the frost giant in the front gets hit with that damage, immediately groans in pain and yells out in giant, Who would do such a thing? Fool, show yourself.
4: You saw me.
0: I mean, you're obscured by a giant freaking Kiss concert wall of fire now, so I mean, I feel like it's more a matter of it being, like, step forward and show yourself rather than hide 120 feet away behind your pyrotechnics.
4: Yeah, no, I going to stay behind my pyrotechnics, thanks.
0: Okay. So with that, um, it yells out, it barks out um, to the other ones, it says, go, the other hall. And with that, you can hear the shuffling of feet. Um, okay, and I yep. believe, um, yeah, that's it for their turn. Uh, so now it goes to Norhill to end the round.
2: Uh, Norhill is going to uh, turn to Klika and say, What happened to Jarzak?
0: I saw
3: you over there. Uh, Klica turns around and say What do you mean, what? and then just sees uh, Snowman Snowzak. and.
6: <laughs> just stops and looks at Orhill where's Jarzak
2: you're the magical child of destiny you tell me what happened here
3: I guess click will
0: go over to look at the Snozak <laughs> Frosty the fucking half-orc um <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it just looks like a very detailed snow version of Jarzak, held in place from the last stroke of the uh, weapon over the head of the fallen and now very dead ogre.
6: Klika just looks at Domro's luck on the ground and tries to
0: put it back in his hand. And it slides out and falls to the ground with a tink noise as it hits the ground, chipping the stone.
6: Um, Norhild, it, this isn't Jarzak, right?
2: It's where Jarzak was standing a moment ago. I I need well, to go hold the <laughs> hold of the feast hall with Anton. Uh, against the coming Giants uh, try to help him
0: and uh, <laughs> that's I think I think where we should end then. Good.
1: Yeah. hey everyone I want to
0: thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast it really means a lot to me to have everybody listening in and if you have anything you'd like to say any comments or anything like that shoot me a tweet over at Y. grognard on twitter or you can even send me an email at young grognard gmail.com. I look forward to everything you guys have to say, and it's always a pleasure to engage with anybody listening to the show. And as always, be sure to keep things